0: Hello everyone, welcome to The Creation Podcast, the show where we discuss the science that confirms scripture. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have with us joining me today, ICR's paleo biochemist and research scientist, Dr. Brian Thomas. It's good to have you with us, Dr. Thomas. Thank you, Lauren. So we are going to discuss an interesting topic today. It's a story that many of us have heard since we were kids, and it involves Jonah and the Well, we'll talk more about what it was actually called later, but we're talking about Jonah. And Jonah 117 mentions that a great fish swallowed Jonah and that Jonah lived inside that fish, great fish, for three days. This creature, for the people who actually believe that this really happened and it really exists, many people assume that it was a whale. Is this a literal account? Did this actually happen? And what was that great fish?
1: Well, you know, this. that's a good question. That, those are all good questions because if, you, if you're looking for a reason to scoff at the Bible, you just go right to, to Jonah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, that's what so many scoffers have done for centuries. And they'll go, you know, well, this there's no animal that could do this. You know, a whale wouldn't work. A fish wouldn't work. And, um, and how could a man survive for three days anyways? Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think the more we investigate the text the more, and, and we compare that with what we see in um, ancient, um, uh, ancient Greece and Rome, these ancient cultures, we're going to see that, that there was an actual creature that matches the description. Uh, so uh, so what we're going to try to do in the next 15 minutes, <laughs> we're going <try> to try <laughs> to resurrect the reality of Jonah's, um, Jonah's life experience. We think it really did happen the way the Bible says it did happen. Uh, So is that a good setup?
0: It is a good setup. And we are not the only ones that believe that. It's not just in the Old Testament. Most people think of the book of Jonah in the Old Testament when they're thinking about this account. But Jesus himself talked about it even in the New Testament. Is that true?
1: That's the big clue. Because if all we had was the, the book of Jonah then it, 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 I think the, trend, the word there would be, what was it, we wrote it down. I, I don't know Hebrew, but I've read, you know I studied this part just to learn like what's going on with with uh, Jonah. We call it Jonah and the great fish, Jonah and the whale. And so, and so what words are being translated into, in English, either whale or great fish? And the, the Hebrew would sound like something like dog gadol. So gadol just means really great, super big. Dog means sea creature. It does not mean fish mm. specifically. It does not mean whale specifically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It means anything that lives in the sea. So it's wide open and the text does not specify.
0: Interesting. And there were creatures that lived then that might not be around now too. Even. I mean, that's a possibility, right? right?
1: So, so it could be that there were sea creatures alive then and that have since gone extinct. And I can think of a real popular one that fits that category. And it's in the book of Job, chapter 41, referred to as a real creature. Leviathan mm, heard that one. Mm-hmm, it's referred mm-hmm. to in Psalms as a real creature. It's also, you know, where the Psalm says um, he, um, God created him to frolic there, like in the, in the sea, in the shipping lanes. So it's like an, with ships in the sea, an actual creature. That's what he's talking about um, in that context. So, but it's no longer with us. It's gone now. I mean, the, you have shipping lanes all over the Mediterranean, and there's no... <laughs> there's Giant
0: no, sea creature. There's no
1: Leviathan attacking anything anymore.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that. Are there clues in the text, or you mentioned a few other texts, to describe what this creature must have been like? What do we know about this creature that is described in Jonah? Uh,
1: well, the, the big clue, as you mentioned, comes from Jesus' words in the New Testament. I think it's Matthew 12, 40. And he does use the word ketos. Katos. Katos. And what language is that? That's Greek. Okay. So so the New Testament's in Greek, the original language. And there there Jesus is, is by the way, there Jesus is saying Jonah's life. He's referring to Jonah's life and experience as though it really happened. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to say Jonah didn't really happen because and then we, you know, because he would have died,
0: right. You know,
1: and then he would have had he would have had to raise up from the dead and then the creature would have had to s- spit him out onto the shore and resurrections just don't happen you know if we have that sort of skeptical mindset which basically just means we have a god who's so tiny that he can't create he didn't create and he can't recreate cuz that's mm-hmm. what resurrection is mm-hmm. but god, but jesus is saying the point he's making is just like jonah died and rose again after 3 days that's a sign that that's pointing to me like all, all the old testament is pointing to christ and so i do think that jonah died And I know that there's people who disagree with that, but but just follow me, you know? Okay. (laughs) If that's what what Jesus is saying, that that Jonah's life was a sign, then he's pointing to his own resurrection that's gonna follow his own death. Just like Jonah was, was three days dead in the belly of the ketos, so I'm gonna be in the belly of the earth.
0: So if Jesus was referring to just a myth or something like that, it takes away a lot of that uh, validity a lot of that meaning
1: it will it would mean jesus is wrong right uh, and <clears throat> that would be a really tall claim you know to say i know more than you god but that's what we tend to do so that's what that's what that's what i don't want to do because god actually knows stuff he knows he knows all the stuff <laughs> anyway so this this word ketos so what is it and it turns out that that, that it's so so the greeks had all kinds of specific terms to refer to specific creatures. They even had species names for different sharks known in the Mediterranean, uh, different whales. So the first question I asked myself was, why, doesn't, why didn't Jesus use a, a word for whale? Why didn't, why didn't he use a word for shark? Why didn't he use a word for fish? Didn't use any of those words. Use the word ketos. Now elsewhere... That same word comes up all over ancient Greek writings.
0: Oh, does it? Like in what kind of surroundings would that be?
1: So this, is, this word ketos is sprinkled throughout Greek and then later Roman. They Latinized it, but it's the same basic word, ketos. Um, so let me tell you, I've got a list of 13 ancient historians who referred to ketos as a dog-headed sea serpent.
0: It's quite a description.
1: Dog-headed sea serpent. Okay. 800 BC, Homer. 400 BC's Euripides. 400 BC's Aristophanes. Still BC. Like front. I don't know how to pronounce some of these.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thirteen of them.
1: Thirteen of them. Yeah. Uh, and and then uh, around the time of Christ, Diodorus Siculus. Later on, you get. Let's say This is about 200 AD. Claudius Aelianus, and he wrote a book, De Natura Animalium, um, talking about animals. It was like six volumes, I think, and he he mentions it there. A lot of what they're writing at that time is referring to the ancient Greeks and quoting ancient Greeks. It goes all the way up to um, 5th century and even 6th century AD. They're referring to to this ketos as a dog-headed sea serpent. I think it's gone extinct, but I'm but but because these guys all referenced it, I think it, they they talked about it as though it was real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Jesus used the same word, ketos, mm-hmm. dog-headed sea serpent. So I think it was a dog-headed sea serpent <laughs> that wow. actually swallowed Jonah. And I think he actually died in the belly of that creature.
0: Interesting.
1: And and uh, I think God raised him from the dead. And I think that's that's one of the big reasons why his preaching was so... Powerful. Because if you remember his message to the Ninevites, these Assyrians, he hated those Assyrians mm-hmm. that he was preaching to. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did, with
0: a passion. He never wanted to go, he no. complained, he ran away. He
1: ran away, yeah. and, but but God brought him, he would rather die than go pre- and he did. He's like, just toss me overboard guys. And he would rather die than fulfill God's plan. And God's like, yeah, I, but I, I'm gonna bring you back. I have a purpose for you and it's gonna be fulfilled. <laughs> And so all he preaches is, God's going to judge you, and they're like, "Oh, you're right. We better repent." You know. So it was a negative message, but they repented, and um, uh, but then, but then a generation goes by,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they um, they be, they became very sinful again soon afterwards.
0: Absolutely. I do want to talk a little bit more here in a minute about. Some other instances, maybe that Ketos um, shows up in the literature, whether it's in scripture or outside of scripture, and maybe maybe even some examples of something that might be similar to that. But let's take kind of a step back, and it is time for, drumroll please, our random science question of the day. Oh so this is a fun one. Um, at least I think it's fun. I think you'll enjoy it's it It's fun too. for
1: you because you're springing it on me.
0: <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. It's just a fun one. I just want to hear just some of your opinions and perspectives on what is your favorite sea great reptile. Other than we talked about this dog headed sea serpent that might've been out there, um, that was out there. What is one of your favorite great reptiles in the sea? Whether it's one that went extinct a while ago, whether it's one that is still out there somewhere and maybe we've heard of it. Maybe we haven't. What is one that just kind of captures your fancy?
1: Uh, can I go with an extinct one? Sure. Absolutely. So I, I think the plesiosaurs were pretty intriguing because there's no creature like the plesiosaurs alive today. So we, we have creatures with front flippers, mm-hmm. but the plesiosaurs had both front and back, so two sets of flippers. And so it's it's kind of an intriguing uh, puzzle to answer. How, how did it use those? And so the uh, paleontologists are doing good work reconstructing and using Using uh, computers to 3D model and then telling the computer, um, you know, surround it with fluid and doing using fluid dynamic um, equations to try to figure out how this creature would have moved. Mm. And they're coming up with it would have flown underwater.
0: Wow. Uh, So just kind of like gliding. Gliding, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So,
1: anyway, these are long necked um, creatures, uh, extinct marine creatures. Uh, In fact, who knows but that the ketos was one of the very various forms of a plesiosaur. Some of these, like the Elasmosaurus was like super long neck and just a tiny little body way back behind the neck. <laughs> and uh, But others had much shorter necks, some were thicker. So anyway, but th- but they all have the, the somewhat long neck out, out front and then um, the four flippers. So these are the plesiosaurs. And they're, they're famous for being some of the first fossils to have been discovered. I think I'm going way too long with my answer to no, this. No, this is really interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> I
0: love that, so okay. M-
1: Mary Anning, she is the father of modern paleontology, the mother. She's the originator. <laughs> <laughs> originator. <laughs> we're, so I'm so used to saying father because some of the, the scientists were men, but she, she's great. So, so I follow in her footsteps, Mary Anning. So she was on the Southern coast of England and she was pulling plesiosaur fossils
0: and those were some of the first ones to be discovered, you said? Mm-hmm. From wow. a place called Lime Regis. So so it's okay if you don't remember mm-hmm. off the top of your head, but do you know when the first one was discovered right about?
1: Oh, early 1800s. Okay. So 1820s, I think. Okay. Mary Anning was down there. Yeah. Doing that. Wow, Doing well, her thank fossil you. Thing. See,
0: we learned something from that in spite of <laughs> my springing it on you. <laughs> thank well, I think you it, for it, that. I think
1: it's fun because it dovetails with, because maybe it, Maybe that is the fossil that is the, that is our best match hmm. to what a Ketos might have been.
0: Well, let me ask you: Is it big enough to have swallowed a full-grown man? What some of think? them were. Okay.
1: Some of them were not. Okay. Some of these that we know from fossils weren't any larger than a man. But as we know from, as we know from some of these reptiles, even land reptiles like uh, s- certain snakes, I mean anacondas that swallow alligators, like they're swallowing Same in the things. News, yeah that you wouldn't think they'd be able to swallow, you know. Uh so but speaking of swallowing things, we have artwork. So we've talked about all these 13 dudes mm-hmm. who wrote a, referred to Ketos as a dog-headed sea serpent in writing, but they also have lots of artwork, tile mosaics, paintings, carvings. Um and so if you just Google search Ketos, you'll come up with with some it's it's interesting to me that that that, that the whichever different form of art is used, whichever different culture it crosses, cultures, um, f- all the way from England, um, Europe, Italy, uh, y- you know, and it, and it shows a very similar anatomy: dog-headed sea serpent. Mm. Um, and, and so, some of these some of these pieces of art are really uh, give us kind of a. Um, it's easy to just look at it and go with our modern sensibilities and prejudices to go, that's fantasy. Just bam, that's fantasy. Right. But um, if it's fantasy, then why why was it referred to as real by all these authors throughout these centuries and centuries? And why is it in the Bible? As though it's Jesus is using the word ketos, Mm -hmm. right? What was that? Well, it's no longer alive, but I think it was a dog-headed sea serpent.
0: So kind of transitioning back into our discussion about ketos, And honestly, your answer to the random science question of the day tied in super well as well. Tell us a little bit. You touched on it slightly, but tell us a little bit more about some of the artwork that we see that ties in with what we read in the scripture about these great sea creatures.
1: Sure. So I've got two examples I brought because it's easy for me to say, oh, there's artwork sprinkled all over.
0: Right, right.
1: But it's... It's hard to remember that. It's easier to remember something specific mm-hmm. How about Santa Maria Antiqua sarcophagus. Okay. So this is one of the this is when the early Christians were being persecuted. It's buried in a uh, beneath a church in Rome, and it was it was excavated some years ago. And a sarcophagus is a, it's it's like a bone box.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, not literally a bone. It's like a, it's it's where you'd bury uh, you'd People's fold up names. a dead person and you'd right. put them in this sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got ornate um, carvings wrapped around the entire oval-shaped circumference, and one of them is a is a. So this is these are Christians who are doing really high quality art, mm-hmm. but they're being persecuted, so they're like living underground. And this must have been a really important person, or maybe they were just carving these sarcophagi. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. What's plural? Does anybody know what plural for sarcophagus is? Oh, I'm sure is? we'll see it in the comments <laughs> below, right? Somebody knows.
1: Somebody knows. So for whatever reason, they were doing really good art, and they had Jonah depicted as though it was a real event along with Jesus, um, uh, along with this, the disciples. So this is Christian-themed. and um, uh, But what did they use? Was it a whale that they used? No. It was a dog-headed sea serpent. There you so, go. So there we have um, another depiction
0: mm-hmm.
1: of this long-necked, uh, it's got the, like these frills on the side of its head, front flippers. They don't usually have back flippers shown. Okay. It's more of a, a coiled-up tail. Uh, and But that may be because people weren't weren't seeing the whole creature. Maybe it They didn't. just
0: kind of came above the surface of the water a little bit. Right, and,
1: maybe right. they didn't see the whole anatomy, mm-hmm. clear about that. But mm-hmm. anyway... It, it's a rept, its reptilian, and and it's a beautiful example. And then I found another. So I so I studied all that, and I wrote that in my book, um, Dinosaurs in the Bible. So there's a little section called "What Really Swallowed Jonah." And, and we I, will
0: link to that down below in the description, by the way, for those who are watching on YouTube.
1: Yeah, Dinosaurs in the Bible. Thanks. And but afterwards, after I wrote that book, the news came across in 2015. About a sea serpent on a Danish ship prow, and that this was sunk in the bottom of the ocean okay. off the coast of um, Sweden for 500 years.
0: Wow! Okay. And the
1: hundreds of pounds—they finally dredge this thing, pull it up, and it's—they call it a Gribshund, which means a grip hound, and it's—it's um, it's a dog-headed sea serpent, <laughs> you know, which was the, the ship's prow uh, there, and. You could see that on our on our website Icr.org I wrote a news article on it, but boy, this looks just this, this looks in Europe, very similar to uh, what we saw what we, what, what, we, what we see in other artwork in the Middle East and in, and in Italy um, there. so so those are two two examples of what I'm talking about. but the more you look, the more you will find and Ketos was a dog-headed sea serpent. <laughs> so why is it that it's gone extinct? Well, it's threatening. It's threatening and it had nostrils. We know that these creatures had, so they had to come up for air, which brings them in proximity to people in boats right. with harpoons. People aren't going to
0: want that thing near their kids. <laughs> exactly,
1: people with harpoons. So maybe, maybe that's why uh, these things have gone extinct.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Obviously, we're seeing the same things as those who are skeptics, and they're seeing some of these depictions and descriptions of these creatures. What is their explanation for it? Why would they say that those... Because if I'm understanding it correctly, according to an evolutionary point of view, those creatures went extinct way before humans. Is that accurate? Is that That, accurate to say? Is that what they assume?
1: Well, if we identify Ketos Mm -hmm. as some sort of uh, something from fossils, anything from fossils... Um, let's say some sort of a plesiosaur, uh, then, yeah, then that doesn't fly in the face of, uh, you know, of what most of our friends and family understand about those fossils. I mean, Mm -hmm. we talked about Mary Anning, and she's in the Jurassic Coast, the famous Jurassic finds there south of England. And that's got an age assignment of, you know, over 100 million years. And so that's long before humans were around. And then they talk about it in terms of, the Jurassic Seas. You know, I don't think it was the Jurassic Seas. I don't think it was Cretaceous time. I think these are all layers in one, that were all deposited in one year, Noah's flood year. And so what that does is it solves a lot of problems um, um, that we would otherwise, solve some Bible problems. Mm-hmm. For example, the problem of if you got, if you've got these creatures dying, along with all kinds of other creatures dying mm-hmm. and turning into fossils for millions of years, then before Adam sinned then then we have what we have death before death before sin mm-hmm. it it's, doesn't fit it, it doesn't
0: fit in the Bible it
1: undermines the gospel yeah absolutely i mean it's not it's not a an overtly gospel issue, but it it's a gospel underpinning issue right so if the
0: Bible's wrong on one thing, it could be wrong on the gospel
1: sure right that that kind of thing
0: yeah
1: uh so but if we have if we have these creatures being deposited in Noah's flood. Well, that's after sin, 1656 years after sin, according to the, the, the chrono genealogies in Genesis chapter five. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a solution that we like. <laughs> but it also, it also solves another problem of science, and that problem is original tissue. So we have found in sea creature fossils, um, uh, including mosasaurs, um, original blood vessels, original skin, original pigments, uh, original bone with collagen, collagen in the bone in, uh, of several of these mosasaurs. So they're assigned an age of, you know, Cretaceous has to be assigned an age that, that fits evolution because that's the reigning paradigm. But the tissue doesn't fit the age, okay? And so it's like, you, how could it possibly be that old uh, and the answer is it can't be. Honestly, it can't be that old because we know how fast collagen decays
0: mm-hmm.
1: over time under the best ideal circumstances. We've, we've done those decay rate studies.
0: It does not last that it long. It doesn't last
1: that long. So we have multiple independent lines of evidence, ancient Greek authors, ancient Roman authors, uh, ancient Christian artwork, uh, um, other artwork, the Bible, it, and now we have even uh, paleontology. Okay, and, and that this, was my next question. Physical
0: this, evidence that these creature, that this creature could have existed? Like a dog-headed um, sea serpent? Haven't found is an that, exact match to okay, that, but what okay. I'm saying
1: is the the extinct sea creatures that we do know of from mm-hmm. the fossils, mm-hmm. they don't fit the millions of years paradigm right. because they they're just look too fresh. Okay, so where do we put them in our worldview, in our timeline? Well, if we put them as flood fossils, then they could have survived after the... Some of these could have survived after the flood and could have been a ketos you know that 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 didn't go extinct in some jurassic sea i think it's an imaginary sea but um, i think i think it went extinct after the flood in okay. fact after the time of christ because christ's listeners knew what the ketos what was they was. knew what he was That's talking true. about
0: true mm-hmm. so you're saying they might have been alive at the time of christ mm-hmm. i'm curious do you think there are any alive today is there any evidence for any ketos alive today
1: No, I think they did go extinct. Okay. Yeah, no evidence.
0: No Nessie then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have any concluding thoughts on just how this interacts with our understanding of science, our understanding of scripture, how this could be encouraging to believers or challenging to those who are still holding to an evolutionary worldview? Any closing thoughts on this topic?
1: Uh, A couple. One is, um, let's say you have grumpy Uncle Bob, (laughs) okay, and he says— he says, Look at this. It says that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. But whales' mouths are too small, or you know, some objection like that. Right. You can't get past the whales. Whales eat plankton. They can't even eat people. You know, what so therefore this story is a bunch of junk, and Jesus referred to it as real. So Jesus words are a bunch of junk. Mm-hmm. Let's dismiss the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Bam.
0: And it does and, happen, people do that.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so what do we do as Christians? What what steps should we follow? Well, one of the steps that I hope we've learned from this episode is Just because one translator used the word whale doesn't mean that's the best translation, okay? Um, And that came from the 1388 Wycliffe translation. And so other English translators have just borrowed that translation ever since. That's why we have that. Um, But let's let Scripture interpret Scripture and let's dig in and go, wait a minute, Doggadol means, and you—it's so easy to look this up. You, you can could, Google
0: it, probably. You can Google it, yeah. and
1: just use these Bible apps, and just like, okay, what's the original word? Just look up the. It's like using a dictionary, mm-hmm. okay. Lauren, I don't know what generation you're from, but we used to use these things called dictionaries.
0: <laughs> you know, I've heard about those. Yeah, they're real thick. You open them like this. Yeah, but
1: they're so handy. <laughs> yeah, but now they're, now they're at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. So you just go to the Word and look it up. Oh, dog means any creature that lives in the sea. It doesn't necessarily mean whale. Well, what does it mean? And then we look up at the, uh, the the New Testament, which specifies more what it did mean. So the point being, study your Bibles. Mm-hmm. The answer is there. Don't just go, oh, I, I guess Uncle Bob is grumpy Uncle Bob. Did I say Bob? Or, yeah, uh, Bob. Sorry to <laughs> all Bob. the Bobs out there. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Grump, let's just say that. Um, don't let Uncle Grumps uh, or, or some YouTube atheist um, dominate your worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's dig into and find that the answers are there. And the answers keep pointing to the Bible is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Even the crazy stories they're only crazy to a person who doesn't believe in a God who can do resurrections. We have a God. He's done them in the past. People witnessed it. You know, he raised up Christ from the dead and that is our hope. That's a fact, Jack. He was, he was raised Mm -hmm. from the dead. And if you trust in Christ, you too will be raised from the dead. That's his promise. Amen. Yeah.
0: No, that's so encouraging. And it's just, It's really encouraging to hear this evidence um, just that supports scripture because the voices that are against the Bible, against Jesus Christ, against what God says in his word, those voices are so loud today. And sometimes it feels like that's all you're hearing. But just to hear that the reality matches up with the Bible because it was written by the one who was there. That's just super encouraging. I really appreciate your just being here today and talking with us about this topic. Thank you so much for just filling us in on what that might look like and um, all of that's it been super helpful and encouraging. Thank you, Dr. Thomas. Thank you. And to all of our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that this has been encouraging and um, just as all of these episodes are intended to do, that it has strengthened your faith that the Bible is true and that you can trust what you read um, in God's word. That's why ICR exists, um, is to support the faith of believers. Um, You can access this podcast anywhere you normally access your podcast here on YouTube or on Spotify, um, even on our website, you can find it there. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to find out about new ICR content whenever we release it and we'll see you next time on the Creation Podcast.